Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Hello, folks. Just a quick update on our podcast page, Help for Wounded Spirits. So we had a Facebook page of the same title, Help for Wounded Spirits. Unfortunately, through this whole electronic big tech stuff, we lost that page with all of you who liked us and followed us, completely lost the page and had to start a new one from scratch. So we need your help. Would you go out to the new one and find it and like us? It's still showing a, a blip to the old one. But if you'd go out to the new one, Help for Wounded Spirits, and, and find us and like us again, that'd be a great blessing. Uh, we also heard from a couple of you folks who had questions and things were going on. Please contact us. Contact us privately on our Facebook page, uh, whatever the case may be. Also, by the grace of God, our ministry is expanding, especially on the Wounded spirit side. So we have a completely different place now to give to the, wounded, the Help uh, for Wounded Spirits uh, website. Uh, so if you could go to Wounded Spirits Ministries, you got to type out the word ministries, T-R-I-E-S dot com, and, and you hit give, it'll take you to a drop down window that starts with general and list a couple missionaries. And then it says uh, help for Wounded Spirits podcast. Boy, we could sure use your help with a month or so coming at us. And uh, that'd be a great blessing. So quickly, uh, we now have Helpful Wounded Spirits, its own Facebook page. Please go out and like it. It doesn't look exactly the same as the old one, uh, but God is still blessing. We can't wait to see you folks out there. Secondly, we have another place for you to help us pay our monthly bills with Helpful Wounded Spirits, and that's at woundedspiritsministries.com, and then hit give in the drop-down window entitled that comes up. We'll say Help for Wounded Spirits website. Of course, this is a 5013C. Uh, of course, you'll get a receipt for your taxes immediately. And uh, we thank you very much for your time. We sure do love you folks. Praying for you daily. Thank you. It's great to be back with you folks. It's hard to believe we're on the 194th podcast. And uh, uh, with me, is, as always, is my good friend, my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I am doing pretty well this morning. So tell us what's going on with you. Now it's, uh, well, just to be full disclosure for our peeps, we're actually, uh, uh, I guess we would say video, not video, and audio taping this on Monday, October 26th. Once again, we're hundreds of miles apart. Uh, Stephanie's in a good phone area there in uh, Indiana, and I'm sitting in my recliner. But we are four days, four days. This Friday represents the second anniversary of uh, Charles Wesco becoming the greatest martyr of our generation and Stephanie dealing with PTSD. So Stephanie, just full disclosure, is this a tough week for you? It is, and in what, the spirit of full disclosure. <laughs> and uh, is, it, is it as bad as last year? No, it's not. Um, this year there's definitely a lot more hope, um, a lot more I would say not that you ever understand what God's doing fully, but I would definitely say there's a lot more um, peace and acceptance of God's will having been worked out in Charles' death. When peace like a river? Oh. You could call it that. Yeah. 
That's a good song. I'm sorry we didn't write that song, Stephanie. So just again, for full disclosure, uh, I wrote a song for Stephanie for actually for Emmeline, Stephanie's littlest one. We talked to you about Emmeline. She's four, thinks she's 21. And as far as I'm concerned, is the queen of uh, uh, of all four-year-olds in the entire world. But uh, so we wrote a song for Emmeline about her daddy to try to help her. Emmy has a lot of thoughts on her mind, Stephanie, where she's always talking about her daddy, trying to know daddy more, asking a lot of questions about her daddy and things of that nature. And and um, what? tell us about the song. Do you remember the first verse? You don't have to sing it. You can just say it. Do you have the first verse committed to memory? I don't have the whole thing committed to memory, but I'm going to try to pull it up um, from what you sent me here. Yeah. Um. It's just yeah. I don't think I don't think um, she's connected at all about the song yet. So it's going to be. I'm hoping it'll be special to her. I think so too. And we're writing a song about what Emmeline went through. So many of you know. Look this up on YouTube. You can look up Stephanie's song, and hopefully, pretty soon, you'll be able to look up Emmy's song. And uh, this is Emmeline's song. And I want to do a song for Steffi. The other Stephanie in the family next, and I'm trying to get that together right now. So let me know when you find that song, Stephanie. I do. Oh, I've got it here. All righty. So um, you said um, in the first verse, my daddy went to heaven when I was only two. I know my daddy loves me. I know he loves you too. We'll spend our time together when I join him forever. My daddy is waiting for me. Do you want to read the second one, or is that too hard on you? I can. I haven't done any editing on this, so. All right. This is just, this is just what you texted me. What would Daddy say if he were here today? I love you so much, Emmy, and I'm so proud of you. Someday I'll be with you, so smile, my little angel. I'm smiling back at you. My Daddy is waiting for me. Okay, so she skipped a line. I want you to know that. She... <laughs> She purposefully skipped a line that I wrote in that song where I wrote the words, you're pretty like your mommy. How come you skipped that line, Stephanie? What, you, you, are, you, are you sabotaging uh, the work of your favorite songwriter? Is that what's going on here? It's a peaceful protest. Well, it's, it, it, we shouldn't be doing that. Anyway, we're going into Psalm 17. But I assure you the words, you're pretty like your mommy, was written in that song by me. So nobody contact me and tell me uh, we're doing anything bad to Stephanie or anything like that. It was in the song. I put it there and made the first cut. It will make the final cut. And uh, so here we are on Psalm number 17. And, and you know, Psalm 17 is one of the uh, three psalms, I guess, is called a prayer psalm. It's a prayer of David. And then we got one from Moses. And and uh, so we see some other things going on. We see some other prayer psalms that we'll come across. This is the first. And so I think a lot of you are probably thinking the same thing I thought, which was, aren't all these psalms a prayer? And they really are. They're songs. They're prayers. But this one in particular, uh, theologians want to call this a, a psalm of prayer, a prayer for protection against the oppressors and and certainly we pray for that every day, don't we, Stephanie? I yeah. mean, and uh, I recommend you guys pray for that every single day. 
But uh, Psalm 17 says, hear, hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of my feigned lips. Let my sentence come forth from the presence. Let mine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing on purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the words of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the pass of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy pass that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thy ear unto me and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of the wings from the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. Then are enclosed in their own fat with their mouth, they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our stages. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth, like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. From men, which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with the hid treasure. They are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. What do you think when we come when we're reading Psalm number 17 there? What's coming to your mind, Stephanie? I love the way David um, is just so open and honest with God. Yeah. And um, he just lays out in verse one. He just cries out and says, God, give ear to my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. And, you know, God sees our hearts when we pray. He knows if we're like the Pharisees, where it's just a whole act. But David is just real open and honest here with God. This is coming from my heart. This is coming from, you know, this is who I am. You know who I am. This is who I am. Yeah. And um, in verse 3, he says, Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. And that should be, honestly, the heart cry of every one of God's children. That the Lord would be able to prove our hearts and visit us and find nothing. And that we would be purposed that we will never transgress with our mouth. It makes me think of Job. Yeah. When after he lost everything, God says that yet in all these things, Job sinned not with his mouth. And what we say, James talks about the tongue and the power of the tongue, but the things we say are powerful. Yeah. For good or for evil. And um, prayer, I think that's why praying 
is so powerful. And I think praying out loud where we're using our mouth, obviously praying from our heart is important too, but where we are uttering words with our mouth, we are praying and crying out to God verbally. That's what David's doing here. Yeah, it's it's almost like, you know, in the beginning, in the end, he talks about righteousness, you know, God's righteousness. But like you're saying, right there in the beginning, he wants to be vindicated. He wants to be examined. He wants to be found right in God's eyes. And, uh, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, King Saul and his leaders are out. They're out to get him. I mean, he's in the midst of this. And, uh, and, and he's asking for the Lord to hear his plea. So, we know what's going on here. I mean, he's running from his enemies are out to get him. Uh, you know, they're out to hurt him badly. They're out to kill him. And, you know, some of us right now have enemies that are out to get us. I mean, even as yeah. we speak, there are people that are out to get us. Or there are people, believe it or not, that are out to get Stephanie. And uh, there are people who are out to get me. And it doesn't make sense to us. But but that's what's going on here. They're out to get David. Well, they're not out to kill us, I don't think. But, you know, he's he's asking. Not. What's that? I said we certainly hope not. Well, we hope not. Yeah. But he's he's looking for vindication. And he's telling the Lord to examine him. And, and I mean, that just catches my attention in those first five verses. And I wrote that down a little while ago. As, you know, as we go through things, he's hold up my goings and thy pass is what he says in verse five, that my footsteps slip not. And don't let me slip, Lord. I want to do the right thing. Uh, he's looking to be vindicated. He's looking all that. And then bang, six shows up. And boy, when, when Psalm six shows up, uh, I'm sorry, when Psalm 17, six shows up, I have called upon thee. For thou will hear me, O God, incline thy ear unto me and hear my word. Show my thy marvelous love and kindness. And, you know, as we keep going, he's asking for protection all the way down the verse 12, showing his love and kindness. Look out for me. Hear what I'm saying to you, Lord. It's very important. And uh, boy, God hears us. But I get the urgency that David's talking about, don't you? Yes, yes. Well, in this psalm, you see where he describes what the wicked are doing. Yeah. And um, this is very real. Um, this this feeling, that feeling of they're surrounding me, they, they, they're closing in for the kill. That's, that's what David is describing here. Um, I picture almost a lion. Yeah. Um, when, he, when he talks about, well, he, in verse 12, he says, like as a lion, that is greedy of his pray and um they were just very being very open and honest but psalm 17 6 is actually um a verse that emmeline hasn't learned it yet but that um stephanie sam and caleb have all learned this school year and um and going through their bible memory program and you know there have been so many times in these last several weeks when i've been praying when i have found myself praying psalm 17 6 and I think it's a very scriptural thing to do to pray the prayers that David prayed. This is inspired word of God. It is. And um, that we can say, God, I am calling upon you. And David says with confidence, for thou wilt hear me, O God, incline thine ear unto me and hear my speech. And, you know, I picture, I'm kind of a picture person. So when I when I read this, 
I picture God turning his head, tilting his head down to listen. It's almost like that picture that you get in your head of a father when their child is pulling on their leg and saying, Daddy, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And you bend down and you listen to the plea or to the request of your child. And that's what David is saying with confidence that God is doing for him. And then he follows it up with, Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand, which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. And Mm -hmm. that is just a beautiful picture to me of the right hand is a sign of strength. It's that sign of um, I'm in charge. The yeah. sign of authority. And um, David saying, would you, would you, would you, God, and would you save all of those that put their trust in me from those that want to harm them? And um, it, just as we go through it, it's just beautiful to me when it says, keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. It makes me think of Psalm 91. And David loved to use that picture of God hiding us under the shadow of his wings. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's powerful. It's a powerful image. Well, and you know, David is a brilliant military tactician. You know, you got to remember that he, he's studying this stuff. He had taken out, uh, you know, the big guy there, Goliath. Mm -hmm. And, but he's a brilliant military guy. You know, he served the King and then he, he positioned himself to become the King. And that's why, uh, Saul is trying to eliminate him. And so, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're brilliant, you're always in the military. A military mind is always thinking, what do I need to do to win this situation? What do I need right. to do to make this situation better? What do I need? To, you know, that's always going through your mind. That's always, you know, that's always something that's happening. And so David's knowing in his military mind right now that he doesn't have everything he needs to get through where he's at. He, he needs God's help and uh, he needs God's help badly. And, and, you know, all of us have a little piece of that where we're thinking in the back of our minds, God, we, we need your help to get through this. You know, this is, this is too big of a trial for me. This is too much of a trial for me. And, and then closing out yeah. again, talking about salvation and, and, and the likeness of God. And, mm-hmm. you know, many believe that when we get to heaven, Stephanie, and you and I have talked about this, we're going to be like the Lord. You know, many believe, and again, I, I can't find exact figures in the Bible on this, but uh, I recommend the book Heaven by Randy Elkhorn. Though he's not maybe exactly like me, he, his, uh, his work is exhaustive and uh, I, I think is, uh, is really a good book. And it talks that most of us in heaven are, are going to be like the Lord, about 33 years old. And, uh, and I hope we have his body, you know, that, that young, slim, 33-year-old looking body thing going on. <laughs> and, uh, but at 33, now, I was pretty... I don't want my 32, 31-year-old body. Well, it'd be 33. I think I, I want mine. Uh, actually, I was in real good shape back then. You'd be proud of me. But anyway... No, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm just saying for me personally... Yeah, that, that wasn't a good time in my life physically. So, <laughs> you know, folks, how was your 33 year old body? Now, obviously, you can't answer me about that, but I'm here to tell you, I think we're going to be I think we're going to be Christ like I think we're going to be in good yeah. shape. I think we're going to be 
uh, we're going to have an aura of the Lord. You know, not these make-believe auras that people try to sell you. Or just a little while ago, I heard from a Army lieutenant colonel who retires on November 1st. So she's got just a few days left in the Army. And uh, she was writing me about a guy at her base. Uh, her and her husband are dear friends of mine. But she was writing me about a guy at her base who's all messed up. And uh, his theology's all messed up, mm -hmm. not sure he's saved. And she's trying to get somebody who doesn't call themselves a prophet or an apostle or, or something like that to try to help this guy, to show him from the Word of God things that he should know. And uh, so, friends, there's a lot going on with here. From the beginning to the end, we're talking about righteousness. We see a great prayer to God. And we see, once again, David nails the ending talking about the likeness, the likeness. You know, what are we going to be like in Christ and up there in heaven? It's going to be awesome. Uh, but, but we're going to know each other, Stephanie, so we're not going to change that much. It's not like I'm going to become someone or you're going to become someone different. It's not like our faces are going to change. Probably just the, the Lord, we, but the, we're just going to be so enthralled in God. You know, sometime we're going to have to do a whole series on heaven. I know somebody that gave Stephanie a book entitled Heaven by Randy Elkhorn. Do you remember that person? I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, folks, you can tell by the slander involved with that a little bit who it came from. But anyway, uh, and someone else gave her one. I think she had two, and she she, mm -hmm. she paid one forward, praise God. But anyway, so, so Stephanie, I mean, how do we live a life like David? How do we live a life? And, and you know, this is particularly to you moms out there taking care of eight kids or two kids or one kid, trying to take care of your husband, trying to work where you can work. And how do we, how do we live a life that brings honor to God at the same time that we're talking to him and praying to him? I mean, do you set a time aside? Do you set a set aside time? Do you, uh, I mean, how do you do that? Well, every family is different and everybody's schedule is different, but, um, I know that there are many avenues now um, available that make it a lot easier. Um, something I did when all of my kids were younger was we just had a set 20 minutes where the kids on the couch um, and I would sit there with them and we would just turn on scripture and it was good training for them of, of quiet time, sitting still time. But that was also time that I could just listen to scripture yeah. And I could even close my eyes and just focus on what, what I was hearing. Um, praying, I am so thankful that we can pray day or night. Um, no matter what we're doing, we can be praying. And um, Just don't close your eyes when you're driving. I did that once. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah you don't want to do that. that. That You might meet Jesus sooner. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just a sad way to have that happen. Um. But yeah, definitely just take advantage um, of every opportunity you can to, to pray and to seek the Lord. And remembering that God knows your frame. He remembers your dust. And he's not looking for a checklist to be filled out. He's looking for a heart, as David talked about in the beginning of this chapter, where he says, God, you know my heart. You know that this is, prayer is coming to you. Um, from unfeigned lips and um, God's looking to see where our heart is and if our heart is wanting to be in tune with God 
God will give you ways, but I do recommend, um, and oh, another wonderful way mothers can do it, um, is if you have a bunch of little ones, when they lay down for a nap, take that time. You know, I know we always have a list of things that need done, but I know that taking those moments of quiet to read your Bible and don't try to read four chapters. Ask God to give you one chapter that'll minister to you. And the point isn't about being able to say, I read my Bible through at the end of the year. The point is that you're getting to become more like Jesus. You're growing in your relationship with him. And um, don't go to fulfill the list of rules. Go for a walk with Jesus that's closer. Yeah. A little bit closer every single day. That's what God's looking for. And man looks at the outward appearance. Man looks at that list. But God's looking at your heart. And um, spend time with him. You can spend time with him throughout the day. It doesn't have to be. Um, I have to set this hour aside. If you have, you know, 10 times throughout the day that you have three minutes that you're crying out to God or five minutes that you're in his word, that's better than saying, oh, I can't do this at all because I don't have an hour a day. No, you probably don't. And so just take those times that God gives you. And, um, you know, when you're tempted to zone out, um, zone out praying, zone out reading your Bible. That's the best way to um, zone out if you have to do that, which every mother does at some point throughout the day so they don't go nutty. So yeah. um, those are just some little ways that, and you know, that you're, I've tried throughout the years. And you know, your prayer outlasts your life. I mean, you're praying yeah. for people who God changes and you're praying for yourself. That outlasts even our lives. I mean, that just yeah. goes out in God's work and it's so important. It's so significant that we pray. And, and one thing I wanted to say is a pro tip about listening to the Bible. You, Amazon has this thing called audible, audible or something like that. And it's uh, what happens is they give you a, a, a free month and one free book to try out audible. And I went out there and bought, uh, there's a animated King James Bible. And so it actually has a different voice for God, a lady's voice for ladies, and it's real easy to listen to. And uh, it's real easy to read along in your Bible. It helps you keep up with what's going on in your Bible. So I want to make that pro tip to you folks today. So if you want to be like David, you're studying the Word of God. And like Stephanie said, and it's so important, and men, same thing for you. Find some time in the morning to turn on the Bible. Uh, follow along with your Bible. Boy, it'll get you through some of those tough words and you won't be embarrassed the way I am sometimes. And uh, and more important than anything, you can read along with that Bible thing. And it, it'll be a lesson for your kids. And I got to tell you, that animated Bible or that where it's multiple voices, it's obviously not okay. a picture. Uh, that's fun. It's, yeah. uh, uh, it's a lot of fun because the kids like it too. They can open their Bibles. They can read along with you. They can see what's going on. And uh, I just think that's a great idea. So be like David in this context. This is the inspired word of God we're talking about right here. And, mm -hmm. and Stephanie said it best. Pray along with the inspired word of God. Do your Bible reading. And uh, one of the studies I recommend, and several of you have followed me in it, is Daily in the Word, D-I-T-W, Daily in the Word. You can go out there and sign up for a daily 
uh, devotion comes to me every day, and my Bible reading comes to me every day. For that one three, 365 times a year, you get that, and you will have read through Psalms a couple times, Proverbs a couple times, and through the entire Bible. So we got about a minute left, Stephanie. Anything you want to add to what I just said? Yeah, um, another another thing that's awesome for Bible reading um, for the audio side is George Ferris. Um, he actually memorizes books of the Bible or passages like stories, and he animates them and um, changes his voice. You know, there's sound effects mixed in there. Um, that is actually um, a way that Charles had helped one of his siblings, I believe, learn the book of Jonah. And I turn those on for my kids, like at bedtime. Yeah. Or for quiet time, if they just, if, if Emmy just needs some quiet time. Um, and, and my son Charles has been awesome with helping. He's like, mom, why don't you do this with her more? I'm like, well, because my brain is a little, um, going more directions than it did when you were little. Um, but that's an awesome way too, is to look up George Ferris, um, the dramatized Bible stories. And um, that's a great way, too, that your kids will start memorizing. Scripture now, are they on YouTube or is it something you buy or how do you get those? We have them. We had them on CDs um, back okay. in the days of CDs. And then Charles had ripped them to the computer and put them on our, you know, we have the iPods and those things. Um, I am sure they're available other ways now. I just haven't gone out and looked. Sure, um, sure. So we'll put a link to that. Let's remember, we'll put a link to both the Audible thing, uh, the Animated Bible, and the George Saris. Hey, folks, it's always an honor to come into your earways, and we consider it great. Please take Psalm 17 and let God work on your heart all day. Remember what's going on here. David's in fear for his life. He's, he's looking to God. He wants to be vindicated. Only God can vindicate us. Only God can take us to that place we need to be. And uh, so remember in closing today that, that look for God's vindication. He alone can do it. Look for God's protection to be kept. He alone can protect you and ultimately God's salvation. Would you take a minute and listen to this? There's nothing more important to Stephanie and I than you understand whether or not you're saved. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.